Welcome to the GNA Podcast. Uh, this is your fucking host. It's Daymok. I have taken over everything. Fuck everybody else. We're gonna ride this bitch to the end. Hop on that horsey and ride. <laughs> Anyways, I do believe that other people are joining me today. I'm not even supposed to be talking right now, but yes, tequila makes Damoc stronger and more talkative. But I'm going to introduce you to your real host, but he's not actually the host of the with the most, right? Because we all know who the host with the most is, and if you don't, well then go back and read your fucking 80s and 90s subculture bullshit. All right, it's Blue Shark. How you doing, Blue? <laughs> doing good, Damoc, but not as good as you are right now. <laughs> And I think we might have somebody else with us because blue is just only blue and he kind of makes me a little sad because I believe he's wearing blue. But I'm colorblind, so who the fuck actually knows? Uh, We're going to go in. I do believe we have the other host with almost the most, Cecil! Damoc, what an introduction there. I I don't even know how I'm supposed to follow that. Other than how are you feeling, good sir? Oh, fuck, dude. I'm still alive, and I think I'm topping on my microphone, so this is not so good. <laughs> yeah, well, what kind of tequila are you drinking over there? Oh, it's uh, 1,800 silver, man, um, after mm. I took a bunch of shots of other shit. And 1,800 silver because it's a good Blanco tequila, which I'm mixing for the ranch water and all of that. But, yeah, tis what it is. Very nice. I like it. I love it. I'd love Summit, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm dry tonight because uh, I am, I am just lame as hell today. What about you, Blue? You drink anything tonight? Are Are we calling you Scratchy now? Uh, itchy Tasty is my preference. Itchy Tasty, okay. And if anybody, if either one of you can tell me where that comes from, seriously, I will edit your audio. Well, I'm gonna edit your audio anyway, stay mock, but. I mean, I could Google it, but I don't. <laughs> it's not really an honest answer. Can you do it in five? No. Four. I, I couldn't do it that quick. Uh, the original Resident Evil. When you go through, before, well, as you're uh, as you're going through one of the, you're going through one of the things. You find a room and you pick up a diary and you start reading, and it's about a dude who gets infected and he's just talking and like as he's still writing in his diary he keeps talking and uh, talking and then like he just keeps talking about like you know he eventually starts getting shorter and shorter in his statements you know it's like didn't like fred so killed fred ate his face itchy really itchy and then it just came to itchy tasty and then just like the last couple words are itchy tasty before the guy busts out of the uh thing behind you and tries to eat you hmm. now is this on the remake or the original it's actually on both Oh well, good. Itchy Tasty was on remake. Both. You know the the remake they did really well. The controls are still tankish, but they they it it looks much better, and they really fleshed the game out and finished it out, which was amazing. Tankish, like Resident Evil Four, tankish, or slightly better than Resident Evil Four. Uh not better than Resident Evil Four. God, that game is so unplayable. Then. I don't even because I tried to play Resident Evil Four. It's my favorite Resident Evil. Like shit, had the the catalog and ever the Prima Guide, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get every fucking detail, hundred percent this bitch. And I got about twenty minutes in the game. Went, nope, this is way too tanky for me. Yeah, it's really hard to get uh, to get. I mean, once you get used to it, it's manageable, but it's tough, especially with uh with the developments and game movement and everything. It's really tough to go back to games like that. 
But they're what super about, fun. What about uh, Final Fantasy VII? Neither one of you play the original one? Oh, yeah. What uh, about the yeah. remake? The remake is amazing. Is it on track with the original game? So, uh, I have played the original game way back when it came out, and I wasn't very good at the game, so my friends were much better, and I watched them play, and then we watched my brother Patrick's seven-year-old brother play the game and whoop all of our asses and find all the secret details, and we all got very upset, so we haven't played since then, and then the remake i got selkie to actually play because i thought she would really enjoy because i really enjoyed it um and then it didn't work on the old tv so the whole reason i bought that new oled tv was legitimately for the new final fantasy 7 remake i'm not even fucking lying um and yeah we played the shit out of it and as far as the intro goes for the first hour or so of the game it's pretty much on par they redid the cutscenes. the story looks good the characters look good they did not make any significant changes changes but it's only an hour into the game of a game that's you know 400 and something hours see my basis of final fantasy 7 is advent children rented that from blockbuster watched it and then i went on the internet and read some stuff about seven so between what little bits of information they give you about the events of seven I feel like after watching 7 Remake that it might be different. But it hasn't ended yet, so... They so, I, actually, I haven't played the new remake of Final Fantasy 7, but I played the original Final Fantasy 7, Dirge of Cerberus, Crisis Core, um, Seen Advent Children, so pretty up-to-date on it. Uh... And from everything I've which heard one's from... The, which one's the Final Fantasy that came out on... Um, PSP? Sony handheld, yeah. Crisis Core. Crisis Core? Yeah, I yeah. played that one and really liked it. Yeah, that you play as... Actually, that you play as Jack, the mentor or whatever guy who gave Cloud the Buster Sword. Um, and you actually play through... <laughs> it's funny. So, in Final Fantasy VII, you have a flashback of Jack getting killed and all that fun stuff and you're pretty much in crisis core you're playing all the way up to that flashback but crisis core did introduce uh genesis i think his name is genesis which is like sephiroth's brother or his his opposite side or or whatever um because they they give you a little thing at the end of dirge of cerberus you fight a dude and then you find out, and at the end of it, Genesis shows up to basically pick him up and take him off. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's wild how they introduce it all. And the, it was actually funny. Genesis is voiced by uh, what the hell's his name? Gact. I think he's a he's a Japanese pop uh, singer. Is it Gact? Hmm. Shit! Now I gotta look it up. Were there in seven the original one? Were there these? Phantoms that controlled f the flow of fate. You mean the like there were the summons? No, these are just phantoms that supposedly interfered every now and then control fate. God, you know what? I honestly don't remember. Okay. 
Because I'm wondering if they redid something in Remake. Yeah, and I just looked up. Gact is uh, he's a Japanese voice actor for Genesis in Crisis Core and in Dirge Cerberus. Yeah, which was interesting because you you know Sephiroth, he's he's considered the one winged angel, or that's the the song that they had. So we just they mm-hmm. always just call him the one winged angel, and he's you know literally he had the one wing, and that's it. But uh, Genesis had the opposite side wing. So when he when he got introduced in Dirge of Cerberus and he showed up, his wing showed up on the other side, which was interesting. And you meet a lot more about Genesis and Crisis Core. So looking it up flat out, everybody says that uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake is easily one of the most faithful modern remakes of any generation. Um, it, it was very, very good standing shoulder to shoulder with the Resident Evil 2 remake. Okay. Oh, Res- Resident Evil 2 was good. fantastic. I mean, they made changes in Resident Evil 2, but the changes were welcome changes. Like, they weren't... And they, they made changes in Final Fantasy 7, but it was, I think, quality of life improvement type changes. Yeah, I mean, there was... Okay. Just, just like in Resident Evil... Just well, just like in any game that was written around that era or produced around that era, um, you know, s- story wise, there are just some things that don't work. And as as they age, it's a lot easier to f- see those, you know, in hindsight. So when they do remakes, it's nice to see that they recognize some of those things are pretty uh, lame and, you know, shift them out, filter them out. Like the whole thing with uh, in Resident Evil Two with the mayor and his daughter, like that was a that was a whole really weird, weird thing in the original Resident Evil Two that I'm really glad that they redid for the remake. Like they redid that whole story arc. But I'm interested in playing Final Fantasy Four. It's actually funny. I, I, D got me that uh, for christmas and i never got a chance to play it and then i sold all my consoles figuring that i'd be able to get my hands on a playstation 5 and i'd just play it there and i never i mean i did but every time i got my hands on a playstation 5 somebody else wanted it more so i ended up going there yeah so you were have you tried the you gave up the playstation 5 every time you had it yep Hmm. yeah he said what two or three of them now yeah, two of them. Two of them come across my my possession. Um, They're easy to get if you use the Walmart app and you spam it at the right time. But now the new PlayStation Fives are hitting the market, and they're really easy to get. Apparently, yeah, I haven't seen one yet. If I can, uh, if I see one, I'll pick one up. Because I'll go yeah, through I it in the front they, room uh, and chill out. The good news is they are easier to get and they're faster to make so it's cutting down on all the scalpers um the bad news is even though they're lighter weight the weight was from the reduction of the heat sink and there's a potential issue with them turning off after like four hours of use yeah and you know what i've seen a lot of that also with people putting them in in confined areas you also have that same issue with the Xbox, the last generation Xbox and PlayStation. Nintendo oh, yeah, stuff there's always going to be the issue. Yeah, Nintendo stuff, they don't seem to really care that much. Nintendo's, you can, like, wrap in a blanket, shove it under the couch, and just have wires coming out of it. It just seems to run. 
they're designed to do that because they're designed to you know be played under the covers it's little kids sneaking their fucking their animal crossing game right because they're not playing right? some ultra violent sexy game it's just hey they're playing animal crossing for a couple hours and they're not supposed to be speaking of ultra violent sexy game i was watching uh, i was perusing facebook just today and somebody was streaming god of war on it and they were just at the sex scene and i was like wow Facebook is really letting this fly. I'm like, that's cool. Twitch lets it go. Lowering yeah. standards. Well, I mean, Twitch has let it, let that go for quite some time. You know, if you were streaming a game and there was pretty much anything in it, they were fine. It's just if you were nude, they were like, I don't know about that. Well, Twitch kind of cracked down um, significantly on the if the game is like orientated around sexual situations then they don't allow you to stream it they will block the game and block you streaming it and all of that and ban you um but if it's like god of war where it's it's just an ultra violent game and you hit that tv you hit the ma rating on it and your followers are supposed to accept and if you have an account that you register is under 13 which no one does it would restrict you from viewing the stream um but i mean god of war didn't revolve around sex yeah it had a sex scene i think it's had a sex scene in almost every single game but it wasn't uh, focused around yeah. sex whereas yeah. like um oh hold on i have the shit i have these games installed let's see uh she will punish them is all of that and sex with the devil you can't stream those games i mean well i could try I mean, I get why they, they, they're a little more lenient on the, the games versus you being naked. Is Animated nudity is just a little bit different than actual nudity. Just is a little though? bit. Is it and though? There's, there, there's, oh boy. There's, there's a there, nasty can of worms they're trying to open here. <laughs> there's a slight difference between the two. It's, 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 not, it's not as big as the difference between... Like what South Park, for example, when they kill Kenny versus actually killing a child um, with real actors, you know, simulating that versus simulating a cartoon death. There's just a little bit of separation between the two. Or there's well, more South separation Park. with the violence than there is with. So what you're saying is nudity. cartoon violence is more acceptable than real violence. Yes. Like you well, can, I mean, that's you can get away case. with you can get away with killing a cartoon Kenny as a child versus in a in a TV series killing an actor you know killing a child actor like killing like if Breaking Bad shot you know an elementary school child in the face versus shooting Kenny in the face there's a there's a difference between that yeah we all grew up on cartoon violence. Right. Yeah, All those Mary Melanie's cartoons. I'm just yep. seeing a Wiley Coyote right now. That poor dude. Yeah, but I mean, South Park's a little more extreme than Wiley Coyote. Nah, uh, I just beg to disagree there, man. Like, the cartoons that we watch as kids, if you rewatch them now, like, legitimately, find the originals, sit down and watch them, be like, I watched fucking what? Holy shit, I would not let my children fucking watch all this. This is horrific. Wiley Coyote? Not just Wile E. Coyote, Pepe Le Pew is a rapist, man. Yeah, he yeah. is. I don't think 
Wile E. Coyote's is violent as South Park is. I think South Park is more violent. What 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 season did you leave off on South Park? Because they went in a whole different direction. Violence isn't part of South Park all that much anymore. Yeah, I remember they used to kill Kenny a lot. It used to be pretty graphic, but and there's that, and then there's the one with um, Man Bear Pig when he comes um, back. Yeah, he comes back, or he makes an appearance, or something. Or Al Gore, Al Gore makes a reappearance. I just, that was I pretty just, grotesque. I just remember he's heading straight for us. <laughs> boys, 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 that, spill your beer. I mean, that was original, like, season one and two, maybe three. Oh, my God, it's coming right for us. Yeah, I just remember that. It made me laugh. Yeah, you got to be careful with the animated shit on what they're getting away with. It looks like it's season 10, episode six. No. Mm-mm-mm-mm. No, it was a little more recent than that. I was going to say, because I got to remember like the, uh, what was it? The Warhammer episode? Oh, no, the Warcraft episode. I don't remember there being, maybe, well, I guess they were playing a game, so it might have been violence in that. But I just remember that. I don't remember there being violence in that more than just grotesqueness. Yeah, the there was very little violence because there were characters in the video game, but when they were outside of the game, it was more like Cartman got fatter than he could possibly be, and then, you know, he was screaming for his mom, mom, and then she would get the bedpan because he would have that explosive diarrhea. It was more gross than it was violent, and then they switched over to... More along the lines of, yeah, there's still sexual situations, but the violence has been toned down significantly. Um, It's more... When South Park stopped being, you know, ha-ha, this is funny for dick and fart jokes and started actually going after, you know, parodying real life, they moved away from violence uh, entirely. They have the whole LBGTQ thing that was like two seasons long. PC Principal, there wasn't very much violence in two fucking seasons hilarious. with PC Principal. It, right? And he was fucking Who, who wrote this article? I'm gonna break this legs. He threatened things, but he never did any extremist craziness, dude. Like, yeah. But anyways, I, I, I fucking, I got to reel back here. Blue, are you drinking anything? I think you you fucked this whole thing up, and we've started the show, and we haven't even got around to what we're drinking. I, I screwed it up? I screwed it up. Me. You started the show, dude. Like, no, 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 no. You, you started the show. <laughs> no, no. I clapped first, man. That means I get to go first. Okay. <laughs> I am drinking uh, Pompero Reserve Anniversary Rum. Uh, I forget the full name and the order of all of it. Uh, it's their, it's their anniversary. It's a dark rum. Uh, I'm having it. With some ice cubes in the little Yeti cup. It's good stuff. Um, it's not the smoothest rum I've had in my life. Um, but I've had rum from Cuba that's aged. That was very smooth. Uh, but this is pretty darn close. Uh, and uh, 
I wouldn't recommend mixing it because I remember Cecil and I, the first time we tried it, we mixed it with fruit juice and you kind of like lose everything in it. Mm-hmm. You lose the whole rum taste. Yeah, it's you lose every mixer. note that's in it. So I would suggest this as either sipping with ice or sipping straight. Or sorry, neat. I, there you go. I remember it being I'll really nice neat. Yeah. And then I, I, mean, I think I've added like a couple drops of water to it before just to like ease it up a little bit. Oh, but yeah. But otherwise, n- nothing. No, no soda, no, no juice, just as it is. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with a couple of drops just to open it up. I mean, no, you know, dude, so- not just a couple of drops. If you add a couple of ice cubes to it, you drink whatever tastes good to you. End of story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but if you ruin it, like... Okay, so if I make you seasoned fries and then you just bury them under ketchup, then you're just eating ketchup. But like a little bit of ketchup, then you can enjoy the seasoned fries and the ketchup. Or, you know, with this drink, like if you mix it, I feel like you just drown it. And you just, you might, at that point, you're just alcohol with juice instead of nice aged rum and juice yeah all those great flavors yeah i mean of course you see you can of course you can ruin any drink i mean uh, we nobody here i think would recommend you you you, i don't know you dump it into a hooker's ass and then chug it out i'm sure that would ruin it too but hey whoa 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 whoa. i'm okay with that All right, well, I'm not stay okay with that. How, however you like drinking your booze. Um, I mean, that's, I think that's really what it's all about, man. Like, there are some snobs out there who be like, no, you have to drink it this way. No, you don't have to drink it anyway. Drink it whatever way you like. What what makes you feel good? What tastes good? You know, so like, shit, I know, Um, I remember this one chick I used to know. She hated the taste of beer, but she loved to drink beer. Weirdest thing in the world. So you know how she no, would drink that- it? I know that. Uh, Bud Light Lime. You know how she used to drink beer? Yeah, Bud Light Lime. No, she'd pour it in a shot glass and she'd shoot it. Weirdest thing in the world. That's what she liked to do. She See, would do it everywhere. She'd do it at the bars we would go to. It would just be like, all right, cool. That, that's your thing. You do it. Are you enjoying it? She's like, yeah. I'm like, well, there you go. Damn, dude. I'd I know it's weird. Way less fucking beers and calories in me if I had to shoot my beer. It's weird, right? But hey, you know what? Whatever. I mean, yeah, there's some there's I, some I, definitely good boozes out there though. Like there are some like pirate, pirate. I could just like literally pour in a glass, sit back and sip, and I could I could easily just sit back, sip that maybe with a cigar. I haven't you know I haven't tried pirate while. Well, Enjoying a cigar. I'm curious. You know if they what? Would go I bet those sweet cigars would probably go really well with it. So I was just thinking the molasses and the rum, sweet cigar, like those chocolate ones you had forever ago. Yeah, Remember those cocoa powder I can go and ones. Get those. Yup. Yeah, those are really good. I think that would go good with pirate. I'm a Fuente. That's about it. I haven't gotten any. Well, no, I take that back. I did get a. I've had Cuban cigars, and then I've had. Uh, 
had another one. I can't remember its name. Rosario. Romeo. I've had a few good cigars. I remember actually. I don't like uh, the dark, the darker ones. I, I like the little. I like the tanner ones. So while Lex, while Lex was pregnant with Bot, we went up to Niagara Falls. And while we were up in Niagara, the Canadian side, while we were up there, there was this, you know, we just walked by, there's a cigar shop. So I walk in and I'm like, uh, I, I, I had never had a cigar at that point in time in my life. I smoked cigarettes, you know, knew what I liked there. No clue what cigar I liked. So uh, I walk in and I remember... Uh, I, you know, they said, hey, what do you, I said, look, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I know nothing about cigars. I was like, so I'm ripe for the picking. You can either shaft me and make a shit ton of money or you can not and make my, make my day. And he's like, uh, all right. He's like, I appreciate the honesty. I was like, ah, you know what? Just figure might as well go into this eyes wide open. I told him, I said, yeah, I said my wife or my wife is pregnant. And, uh, I was like, and I'm looking for a cigar to, smoke in a couple of months it's like because uh, you know we were there in october and bot was uh born in december and i said yeah so i just need uh just something to last over for a couple of months and uh and yeah like i i, I was like I, I i said i love winston selects if you're you know if, like if that helps anything and he's like okay He's like, uh, you know, and then he started asking me some questions like, what do you like to drink? You know, what, he started asking me some like really strange questions like, I don't know, like I'm trying to remember some of the weird questions. Like there were weird like, you know, how long do you sleep in a night type of thing? Like weird. I'm like, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know. Do you eat fruits and berries? I don't know. If it grows, I don't, you know, unless it unless it mood or something, I don't eat it. Uh, but yeah, so when I was there, sorry, I'm, I'm digressing. But while I was there, he's, uh, he's like, yeah, he's like, you, you, you want these? He's like, grab, grab two of them. Um, and I ended up grabbing like four of them. He's like, grab two of them just to, you know, just in case he says, and he's like, do you have a humidor? I'm like, no. He's like, look, I'm not going to sell you a humidor. He's like, cause you don't even know if you like these things. He's like, uh, so look, here's this. And he gave me like this plastic, thick plastic baggie and he threw these little what's his face things in there. And he's like, look, it's like, when you get back to your place, they'll last in the freezer for about two months. He's like, don't let them go too longer than that. He said, just take them out, let them thaw in the package and then smoke them. I was like, all right, holy shit. Whatever stuff he gave me, like when I finally smoked it, I I was high as a fucking kite. They're strong, aren't they? Oh, wow. Hit me like a freight train. So damn good though. And I remember I smoked it, uh, I smoked it New Year's Eve because my daughter was born just before New Year's. And then, uh, New Year's Eve, I'm like, all right, we're doing this because we got, we literally brought her home like that night. Man, I got, I got so cooked on that. Yeah. I've, I've done, uh, hookah before. I've never done cigarettes. Um, don't really plan on, but. I've gotten a I've gotten a nice buzz off of a cigar. I don't know whether yeah. it's just the the oxygen, just like because sometimes like I'll, I'll you know take a few puffs and then I'll just kind of relax. And sometimes it goes out of me, and it's just like I can like reignite it by pulling on it harder. I don't know if that causes it to just kind of like go to my head, 
But yeah, it's nicotine, a, man. It's a it's, a it's buzz. nicotine in your mouth. The nicotine that's in the smoke is absorbed through your gums and your tongue and all of that. And yeah, it you'll get high as balls, man. That's a great time. That's like the reason that you smoke cigarettes is because the first two weeks of smoking cigarettes, right? That first cigarette, oh my God, you smoke that one and you kind of feel sick afterwards, but you like that buzz for a minute. And then as you go and then two weeks in, you're like, man, this buzz is fucking awesome. I only have to smoke one cigarette. 10 years later, you're a pack and a half a day. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm glad I avoided that. That, um... I avoided that bullshit until I was 27 years old. I was 27 when I fucking started smoking because in the army, man, I was holding my sergeant's fucking cigarette in my hand while he was taking a fucking piss. And I wasn't smoking it. I was holding it. And Lieutenant Colonel Ryan came out of the talk and was like, hey, oh, you're smoking? Hey, hey, finish up your cigarette and then uh, come on in here. Fucking command sergeant major or whatever fucking needs something done. And I was like, I get a break if I'm holding a cigarette? This is great. <laughs> and then you take a couple puffs of it. And then, yeah, two weeks later, man, you're like, this is fucking amazing. And then 10 years go by and you're like, I fucking hate smoking. But it has been over two years and I am nicotine free entirely. Although I really want to do a cigar. I'm just afraid that I'm going to be like, oh, I really love the cigar. And they get heavy into it. I... This is this is my favorite uh, I've, I've picked up smoking story. So in, in Band of Brothers, the actual book, they it's it's a very similar thing. It's just a different person in the foxhole. So they're in Bastone. I'm going to give you the TV series version of this. So they're in Bastone, and uh, Company First Sergeant Carwood Lipton is, you know, um, you know, he's trying to keep everyone in line because the lieutenant, the the replacement lieutenant, is a, just just horrible as an officer. So. <laughs> the Germans start firing their artillery and mortars and they and he's going he's running around trying to get to his foxhole and he's like shouting at everyone to get in their foxhole get in their foxhole and he dives into someone else's foxhole with them and then in the TV series it's Luz uh, their uh, radio man and a mortar shell comes down, lands right in the foxhole with him. Doesn't go off. It's a dud. Luz pulls out a cigarette and he's like, he lights it. He takes one puff. Lipton reaches over, grabs the cigarette, sticks it in his mouth. And then he go, and Lutz goes, I thought you didn't smoke. I don't. <laughs> And then he just started smoking after that because of that that experience of you almost died. As yep. Blue says this, he has what looks like a cigarette in his hand because he has this professionally engineered rolled paper that he does on every show. And he holds it and smokes it like a cigarette. <laughs> it's just not... Ooh, excuse me. It's just not a cigarette. I, I, I don't even... Dude, it drives me insane because I'm like, Blue, you got a fucking joint? You got a cigarette? Like, are you going to smoke in the house? Is Britchart going to murder you for smoking in the house, man? Because, like, even I never smoked in no house. Like, nah, no, unless we were over my buddy house. Brandon's house and he didn't fucking care, man. We, we smoked in his house. 
I almost died one of those times. Lit cigarette, passing out from all the drinking and smoking. We were playing fucking Kingdoms of Alamar on Xbox. Yeah. Ugh. No, I always take it outside with the cigar. So, yeah, you know, you don't smoke in your own home. No. But uh, to rewind a second, uh, we're going back to rum, right? I don't like Methuselah. The 20 year old Methuselah, I don't like it and I don't know why. I've tried it neat. I have tried it cold. I've tried it with a splash of water. I've tried it with ice. And it tastes like nasty brown sugar. Oh, yeah. It's super sweet. Yeah, it's not for everybody. But, uh, you know, everybody that I've tried, so far, you're the only person who has tried it that hasn't enjoyed it. Me and my brother, man, we, uh, we polished off literally in a night between the two of us a whole bottle. We were just sitting there talking and drinking and playing music and talking and drinking and playing music. And that was it. We just we went through an entire bottle. Woke up the next day and I'm just sitting there going, wow, my head hurts. And I'm just looking. I'm going, what the hell did we do last night? And we just saw the empty bottle of Methuselah tipped right over. We're like, oh, that's what we did last night. So... October 1st and 2nd, yeah, it's not this coming, well, not obviously not this coming weekend, fuck, dude. Uh, Flightless turns 18 at the end of this month, but it's homecoming. The weekend that she turns 18 is homecoming, so of course she can't have a birthday party then. So as of right now, we're thinking about renting out um, that retro arcade. Oh, yeah. And going there, and there's a bottle of Methuselah for you, man. I'll have to, uh, <laughs> so, have to yeah, pick you gotta come pick one, that man. up. Yeah, I, I love Methuselah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm disappointed you didn't like it, but again, it's not for everybody. Uh, I, I mean, would, it, it's it's it, definitely yeah. sweet. It's super sweet. Yes, and maybe that's the problem with it. I don't like super sweet things overall like i know i'm fat because i drink a lot but i don't eat candy i don't like candy i don't like sugary things i don't eat candy bars because that's way too you know what i did know that too and i should have thought of that before i recommended it because i know methuselah is sweet um i should have thought of that before i recommended it sorry no, it's it, no. That's all good. I wanted to try it because you weren't the only person talking about it. I think Vintage talked about it a lot. Um, There's a couple other people that are like, "Oh man, yeah, it's so fucking good." And I was like, "Really? I'm gonna try it." And then you showed me that website, and honestly, it wasn't very expensive. Oh no, from what I thought it was gonna be, and I was like, "Oh okay," but you know, a bottle of pirate. Oh fuck, I will take that any day. Oh yeah, I love pirate. Pirate's, Pirate's great. It's so smooth. And it doesn't, you really just don't need anything in it. Um, I actually have just been, while we've been talking, I've been going through my Steam queue. And I just found another game that I will never play in VR. Blair Witch. Oh, fuck that, dude. Blair Witch is for bitches, dude. I'm like, come on now. <laughs> dude, Let's I, go play Blair Witch in VR. I got two VR headsets. Come on over. Hard pass, dude. I played that game outside of VR. And I... I was like no <laughs> no that and layers of fear did you ever play that 
I did not play Layers of Fear. I watched you play it, and I was like, that seems good. That's not a game that I would play in VR, though. No. Oh, God, no. Because, like, there, was this, there, there are several scenes where, like, the one I vividly remember, you walk downstairs or you fall downstairs into, like, this basement area, and you walk one way, and you see a bunch of paintings against the wall, and then you keep walking, you get to a door, the door's locked, and you hear something behind you. And, of course, when you're wearing a headset, it sounds like it's behind you. You turn around, and there's the painting right there in front of you. And then, like, you know, of course, after it startles you, it just kind of, like, falls over. Like somebody was holding it there, and then they just let it go. Oh man, that uh, yeah, that game, that game got me a few times. That was See, a good game. That's a game that's supposed to like scare you and get you. Have you played Subnautica in VR? I haven't. I love the ocean, man. Like, and I've scuba dived. We've talked about this, but as soon as you like, blip. Nope, I'm fucking out. Take off the headset. That is not okay. Not at all in any way, shape, or form. Because it's like, n- no, I'm not afraid of the ocean. But that makes me afraid of the ocean. <laughs> I gotta play that game again. I would never play this Blair Witch game for two reasons. One, I don't like getting the crap scared of me, so I don't play horror games. Two, there's a dog in it, and I'm pretty sure just because there's a dog in it, the dog's going to die. Oh, you can't take animals dying? I just... Because you're going to build this, like, attachment and everything. It's just not... Oh, yeah, you totally do. You build an attachment to that dog. That's not not cool, man. Stop it. No, no, I'm saying you do. Like, throughout the entire game, you do. Like, that dog searches for clues. It helps you find clues. Like, when you get into the thick of things and you start... So, it's like... He's like... He's your... um, more uh, what's that not moral support animal um it's a service animal but it's there for uh emotional support emotional support animal that's it like that's what that dog is he's your emotional support animal in the game like that's who it is so when you're going through and you start having like weird flashbacks and you start freaking out and start having a meltdown like the dog is there to 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 snap you out of it so, yeah, if they kill the dog in that game after they make it such a big moral support or emotional support fucking character. Um, yeah, that's just a real yeah, mind yeah, fuck. Yeah, fuck all that, dude. I wouldn't play that game either. Like, legitimately, I'd boycott the fuck out of it. Well, I didn't say that they killed him. I just said that he's the emo- your emotional support animal. No, I, I understand. That's what you said. It's the emotional support animal and all of that. Blue is afraid that it's got the dog and the dog dies because he was like, you know, it has a dog in it and I'm going to get bonded to this virtual dog. And if the virtual dog dies, I'm going to be upset, which, hey, you know what? I was, you know, I, fuck, I bonded to that virtual cat in Cyberpunk 2077. I could just sit there and pet it like 19 times. You know, for the next six hours. But yeah, it, it was what it was. I liked that cat. It was cool. You know, I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of a game that had an animal in it that I actually like felt for. I can't think of one. And I know I've played games where I've I like I felt emotionally attached to characters in them, I'm pretty sure. Now, when you say animal, does it have to be like a common pet? Not even a pet, but like a... No, no, but like... I mean, it could be a fucking trash panda, right? For all I care about saying like something that would be considered roughly a pet in the game that you get attached to overall. Because, I mean, we can't count... um, Like if we're playing DuckTales or some shit like that, you know, like, eh, okay. 
Yeah, right, so we're not counting. That. Right, we're not counting the Ducktales type games. It's one that's a more quote unquote pet type animal that you actually get attached to throughout the game. Yeah. Yes. I don't know that I've played a game that I've actually had an animal that I truly, and not not that I didn't connect to, but the game didn't connect me to. I'm yeah, I'm trying to think of one. Like I mean, boy and his blob, but the blob really wasn't a, a pet or an animal. It was all a blob. And you didn't care about the blob all that much. It was just more of a tool to get to where you needed. Yeah. Although in the I want to say the newer one, but I think it's older now. Um, the boy did make comments about his blob and his voice changed. The voice actor was really good. Like, Bob. Because he'd be like, hey, Blob. When he was doing something quick, but if the blob failed, he'd be like, Blob. It, it was really interesting. I thought they did a good job with that. But, yeah, Blob wasn't quite a pet. Yeah, I wouldn't put I wouldn't put the blob as a pet. I'm, just, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to see if I can find... I mean, Pokemon, you had animals as pets, but I don't really, I don't really think I ever got felt you, bonded you to a game. Them, yeah. right? You, you no fought them, right? You fight Pokemon. No one really died in that, though. True, you get knocked out, and then they recover, and you can always fucking bring them back. You just gotta take them to a fucking town and all that bullshit and pay some money. But what game actually had an attachment to you know what? an animal? I think I can, you know what? I want to say Fallout, like the original Fallout. You met this yes. dog, and meat. you called him Dog Meat. Dog Meat, Dog Meat. And he was with you throughout the entire game. And when you got to the and and the dog was was dumb as a box of rocks, <laughs> because and you know Dog Meat returned in Fallout Four, right? Oh, Dog Meat returned in every single one. He was in Fallout Three as well. I'm pretty sure it was in Fallout Three. They had a dog meat in Fallout 2, or it wasn't the original dog meat, because, of course, the original dog meat was probably long dead. I, I do know that in the original Fallout, you're right, I do remember the, the German Shepherd that you had dog meat, and I don't remember it the German Shepherd being an actual proper companion un again until Fallout 4 where he actually became a proper and true companion overall in the game. Because like Fallout 4 has all that, it has that whole companion system. Yeah. Right? But New Vegas didn't. I'm not sure. I don't about remember three. New Vegas. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was in three. I'm looking up to see if he was in two. Hmm. Yeah, Dogman is also a special non player character who can be located and recruited in Fallout 2. Yeah, I thought it was in Fallout 2. I know he's in Fallout 3. Okay. Because I remember in Fallout okay. 3, you could get him like armor or something. Like you actually had dog See, armor. I'm not tracking three all that much. I, I liked, I liked parts of New Vegas, um, and then I liked like a quarter of Fallout Four, and then the base building just got on my nerves and ruined the rest of the game for me. Well, you know what Fallout, um, what Fallout New Vegas brought to the brought to the Fallout series, right? Iron sights. It was okay. the first Fallout yeah. game to have iron sights, and it was, it was amazing. It was such a welcome change. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, fuck, dude. It's been so long since I've actually sit down and played, and now I'm going, holy shit, those games are so old now. <laughs> yeah, Fallout, if you think about it, Fallout, well, because Fallout 3 what came after Oblivion, right? Skyrim was after Fallout 3. And if you think about it, Oblivion, Morrowind, and all of those that were before, they never had iron sights in any way, shape, or form. So, like, when you fired a bow, it didn't bring the bow up and you aimed it like this. It brought it up, and when you tried to, like, ADS, it would just zoom in a little bit. And that was it. You still had just this little dot that you would use to fire. No. Shit. I'm going to have to go back and look at Morrowind. I thought Morrowind had the crosshairs, but it may have been Skyrim. Yeah, I think it was Skyrim. Because I don't, because I don't, because I don't remember Morrowind or Oblivion having any form of like, like you're not, no, like I, you're not, you're not I think aiming, you're, right. with, you're not aiming down the arrow with a bow. You're just like, it, it just kind of zoomed in a little bit. Like when you ADS, it just zoomed in and you saw the bow over to the right and it just kind of like zoomed back a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. And you had to kind of. You had to finesse it into where you like. If you put a fucking uh, a piece of paper on your fucking screen, then you could nail it. But you well, yeah, had you, to kind of aim dot. it yourself. And, yeah, you still had a dot yeah. on your screen for a radical, but it was you, you didn't have like like it wasn't an iron sights type of deal. Like you didn't have something that you were aiming down the bow. But in uh, in New Vegas, well, in, in Fallout 3, you didn't do that either. It did the same thing that Oblivion and uh, Morrowind did. It just kind of zoomed in a little bit and it was freaking disgusting. Uh, but then New Vegas came out and New Vegas had iron sights. That was the That's like the one piece of trivia I remember about New Vegas. I never actually completed New oh. Vegas. Um, I never personally completed it, but holy shit, was it popular when I was in Afghanistan mm. and I have watched tons of people play it and do all kinds of mods. I thought mods were pretty much only on the PC because it was that way, but no, there's a way to rig, there wasn't a way to rig the PlayStation, but there was a way to rig the Xbox so that you can get a whole bunch of mods loaded into it and they had a, a, a bunch of fun. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we kind of blasted right by this. Uh, like, what are you guys playing? Blue, what have you been playing? <laughs> uh, nope. Yep, that's just the... Uh, I've been reading. I see the lotion in the background, right? I've, I've, I've been doing a, lot of, uh, doing a lot of reading, working, and resting. Well, that's I've not right. played any video games. Reading is kind of like playing in your mind. Kind of. Depends on what you're reading. What about you, Daymok? What have you been playing? Well, because Cecil's an asshole, uh, I bought the four ninety nine cookie clip cookie clicker. Sorry. Fuck. So uh, Yeah, I've been doing that for two days. But yesterday, Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous came out by Alcat Games, and they were the same ones that made Pathfinder Kingmaker. Uh, so I did pick up the Wrath of the Righteous and I've played it for about an hour to get to the well through the intro portion of it and if you liked Kingmaker, uh, especially after they patched the fuck out of Kingmaker, then Wrath of the Righteous is 
the graphics are better. They did free full-on camera control, so you don't have to get the mod for it. And the character customization, there are 25 classes plus all of their subclasses. So have fucking fun with character creation if you wanted to play a very specific type character. It's interesting uh the entry story is amazing but i mean it was going to be amazing alcat games so if you don't know alcat games pathfinder games are legitimately off of the it's the core rule book plus you know how uh dungeons and dragons does the same thing where they release campaigns yeah modules uh, yeah the modules Pathfinder did the same thing and so Kingmaker was just a module that they adapted into a video game and now Wrath of the Righteous is just another larger module that is now adapted into a video game Um, it's so far I'm only about an hour into it and it's fucking phenomenal if you want to sink 400 plus hours into a video game and enjoy it yeah, ironically, I didn't even know I had Kingmaker, and I just went through and I saw I have Kingmaker. Never installed it though. That just goes to show you. Really? Yeah. I wow. Never installed so it. it's uh it's legitimate based off the Pathfinder rulebook entirely. It's the core rulebook plus the 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 Kingmaker module and all of that. Um, and yeah, it, it has every little. They've adapted some things because you have to for video gaming, but. Overall, if you wanted to play a 400-hour fucking tabletop game that is super rich in story, but, you know, you don't have a, a group to get together with every other weekend, Pathfinder Kingmakers for you or Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous, because Wrath of the Righteous is technically a sequel. It doesn't take place. It does not take place in the same world, so it's its own story that you can just pick up from scratch and roll with. Nice. Well, I've actually uh, I've been feeling like shit this whole week, so I really hadn't played anything all that much. I've jumped on, played a little bit of. Uh of aliens of fire team elite maxed out how my are you doing there. with that I'm overall I, i'm still digging it still playing it i actually was just playing it before the show tonight before uh when wolfman okay. showed up so i was doing the dailies but the last couple days i cut off because cecil's an asshole and cookie clicker is now on steam um so yeah i've been playing cookie clicker but aside from the dailies have you been playing it throughout the week well this week i didn't play anything um as i said i was pretty sick i would just come home and i literally got work done then laid in bed and crashed uh and then if like tonight i finally had some time where i was like all right i mean i'm still not 100 percent, but i was like i'll just i'll I'll play a couple quick matches so i jumped in did a couple of horde modes actually a funny thing is uh wolf was talking about an issue where he had a glitch with his dailies where it was saying he had already completed his dailies and uh, i jumped on tonight and i seemed to have the same glitch i was like huh well that's interesting Mm -hmm. Uh, but jumped on did some still still doing the grind still gonna max out all the characters Uh, i already maxed out or all the classes, I should say. I already maxed out my character. Um, but yeah, I'm still enjoying it. It's still fun. It's, it's just kind of mindless aim at stuff, shoot stuff. Um, I'd like to do horde mode 
get past uh, level 20, but every time I jump in with any group of people, they're, you know, by the time, usually after the first 10 waves, they're done and they're wanting to bail out. Um, rarely have I gotten, and I say rarely, like twice out of all of it, I've gotten uh, a couple of people to go pat, you know, to re-up and go past round uh, level 10. And it gets harder past level 10. Like, it, it gets progressively harder, but it's fun. But if you got a dock with you, it makes it a lot easier. There you go. So the biggest thing that I've been seeing all over Reddit is there's a simple way to glitch the game with parties so that you can get five party members. I saw that and I haven't seen like if you've got a way to show me how to make that happen, I would love to try to get like you, Wolf, Zyber, me all in a game and see what it's like. Dude, then we could do the horde mode and we can go way past level 20 because there's five people instead of three people. Oh, yeah. I would and, be down. Yeah, yeah. get vintage it, in on it, too. Right. It would just be fucking nasty to play through. But, yeah, I imagine it's going to be super chaotic but also super fun. I do believe Reddit was – there was a, a thread that I was looking at that was saying, hey, here's how you glitch it into the parties. And it's all about joining and leaving parties, and you just have to keep doing it until it works, and it's something fucking weird. But yeah, they, they've gotten four people fire teams, they've gotten five people fire teams. I was like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> I wonder how many people we could glitch it out and potentially do. I would love to try that. Even though it's not how the game was designed to be played, I'd still love to try that. Oh, just for the fuck of it, man. Like, yeah. But, so... I've played the shit out of it. I think I've done some of my dailies this week. I've missed the last two days in dailies because I just, yeah, I don't know. I've been playing other games. Um, how are you feeling overall about the game? And do you think that, and I know we discussed this slightly, do you think that they're going to trickle in the DLC? Or do you think they're going to have the long haul DLC? Because we know for fact there's going to be four DLC packages within a year to keep it up to date. But do you think they're going to be significant? Or do you think they're going to be like the DLC that we're just going to get in a couple days? See, I don't know. That's why I was asking. That's why I was asking you guys that because, I mean, I could see it going either way. I- I'm leaning towards just just because of the size of the studio, I'm leaning towards it's going to be smaller DLC. But I just, I guess I, I just don't know. I just don't know. Because I know that maps are going to be a big thing and I know that they want to expand upon the campaign because they've talked about that. Um... And I know the the campaign maps, they're short, but they're long. There's a lot to transverse through. Mm. You know, you're doing a lot of running between objective markers that you're taking over. But I'm I'm curious to see what they truly do with it. I do think, honestly, it's going to be trickle-down. And we're not going to see any serious updates until maybe the last update overall. I'm expecting this next patch. Well, I'm expecting that I, in one of these next two patches that comes out, that we're going to get another horde mode um, map. That's my guess. I don't know that they're going to bring out a bunch more. I, I, I doubt that they're going to add on a bunch more campaign missions. Um, I'd love to see more campaign missions. I think the st- I, I was actually expecting no story, zero bupkis whatsoever out of this game. So that there's any story and that they're extending Prometheus's story. It's just 
I'm super interested in. Um, but I just I don't, I don't I don't see them I don't see them pumping out a whole bunch more story missions. I think the DL I think the DLC is going to be mostly around adding more classes, adding more horde mode maps, things like that. Okay, I, I'm not quite sure how many more classes they're going to be able to add that will fit in, but I, I do think personally that they're going to add more campaign than they do horde mode only so that they can introduce more aliens into it so that they could expand upon horde mode later because if they just threw new aliens into horde mode but don't have a campaign series for it well they're, uh, they've I already mean, set cool, it up but they've already set up that there's going to be multiple different alien species coming out because Whalen Utati was using the black goo to actually experiment on xenomorphs. That's how we got all the different aliens that we have in here now. Right. But I, I see them expanding it more into a campaign feature and then giving it to horde mode instead of just giving it to horde mode. Although I would really like to see, cause horde mode is their end game. Um, I've mm. completed the campaign and I was like, hey, you know what? I liked it. The only thing I haven't done is I really need to uh, I need to play the campaign again, but I think I'm going to put it on the ultra easy setting so that I can explore every little minute thing to pick up all of the fucking little intelligence things that I've been missing. But yeah, yeah they're, they're that, fun I to mean, find. They are, and there's there's cool little things, and they're hidden away, and you're like, oh, okay, I never would have walked up to that splattered face hugger on the first fucking mission that's around the corner from that one thing, and turns out it was an intelligence thing, and you learn about the face huggers before you get to what fucking the third, fourth campaign where you're like, oh shit, face huggers, fuck this shit. It's interesting. I liked what they were doing with the game. I liked the story that they did. I want to read all the intelligence, but I'm worried that unless they improve something, either add more campaign, the horde mode end game. Sure, they can add another map to it, but I'm kind of my characters aren't maxed, but I'm kind of maxed with the game. Yeah, yeah. I I, I was. Surprised so many people that uh, were in the Discord got it at all. I was, uh, I was really surprised. No, you're not. You bought it for all those people. <laughs> I did buy it a lot, but shh, don't yeah, tell I was gonna say like you're like, oh yeah, I'm surprised that we even have four people playing the game, even though those three man teams. Like, let's see, I bought it, and then you bought it four more times. <laughs> yeah, about that. Have you uh, have you been tracking? Have you been checking out Fireteam Elite at all, Blue? Nope. I have not. But like I said, I've, I've been reading. So that's so do you like Aliens? Uh, the, the movie? No. Do you like Gears of War? What? Do you like Gears of War? Kind of. You might like it. Uh, you're talking about like a if you're talking about like a horde mode yeah kind of I enjoyed the compelling story and Gears of War yeah Gears of War had a story yeah it actually did uh-huh. it did have a story yeah 
If you read, if you go through the Gears of War Wikipedia, I mean, there's more to it about the, the Pendulum Wars and everything. It's actually kind of interesting. I'm, I'm giving you shit, dude. I know Gears of War. Actually, the first Gears of War had a really good story. I think after that, they kind of just I faded mean, off into their own bullshit. But so did Halo. The original Halo was great. And then I think the Halo 2 was good and then they just went into well let's just make more shit up about the Covenant because we can yeah 3 three wasn't as good um but um and then I don't know about this new series oh infinite yeah, well yeah like well, Halo 4 5 and infinite like I just want to see what happens at the end of all that yeah I'm probably just gonna YouTube that I actually never played Halo 3 either. Or uh, I started playing Reach. Who did I start playing Reach with? Reach was a good story. I'm going to say it was Shadow Fox because he loves the Halo series. I started playing Reach with someone when the Master Chief Collection came out. I'm saying it's going to be Shadow Fox. It must be. I haven't seen that man in forever. Dude, Shadow has a new kitten. I know. He sent me pictures and videos. Yeah, so he sends me videos, like, every other day. I'm like, holy shit. So cute. I just got two big, fat, lazy cats. That's all I got. Just the one. Yeah. Just the one. Well, gents, I hate to cut this short, but I am losing the ability to not tear my flesh off, so... Damoc. I'm watching you scratch yourself, I, I, man. I am, I am. I am actually not scratching. I am like rubbing around the uh, around the infected area, trying to not scratch. But uh, yeah, I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go jump in like a cold shower or something. Get this. Uh, get this to calm down. In case anybody is curious, what the hell I have? Poison oak sucks. So uh, on that note, Damoc, where can people find you at, man? Uh, you will find me exclusively trolling the GNA podcast, uh, sometimes in thoughts and shots, but I'm not quite sure I'm still invited there yet. <laughs> what about you, Blue? Where can we find you at, man? You can find me on the GNA Discord, and you can find me mostly, uh, tweeting about things that are going on in our current society and world and pissing off certain random people on Twitter at BlueShark45. Nice. I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me on Cecil versus Games on Twitter. Cecil Xavier everywhere else. Uh, I'm not even gonna list them. Just search. You can find me with or without an underscore. Hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, let other people know. You can find us on podcast uh, or Google Play Music, iTunes, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Spreaker, Your Tuner, My Listen. Spotify, iHeartRadio, and pretty much like everywhere else. If we're not someplace, let us know. We'll go there too. Um, we are partnered with Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is a little game purchasing service with a twist. Every time you buy something, they also donate to charity. So if you go buy a bundle off of them or if you go buy a game off them, part of the proceeds go to charity, which is really, really cool. So if you like charities, go check them out. We also have a website. Anybody know that website? It is also located at www. 
Blue Shark is wearing blue and it's been throwing me off this whole fucking episode, dude. Like, legitimately, it may not even be blue, but like I said earlier in this fucking podcast, I'm colorblind as fuck. Dot com and or gnapodcast.com, but really like blue. Are you wearing blue? Because I'm pretty sure blue is blue and that blue is with the blue lights that I have and blue is becoming the only word I'm allowed to say. Oh, yes. Blue. All right, old gentlemen, you have a great night. Oh, shit. You too, sir. You too. Have a good one.